Hello and welcome back to the Men You Are Not Alone podcast. This will be episode 57, and these episodes are a little bit out of order because I have uh, done a long, hard stretch at work uh, for the last month or so, and it has made it very difficult for me to do much else in my life except work, which is not really my style, but when I need to, that's what I do. And I wanted to make this episode about men's issues in general and the lack of awareness of men's issues just across our culture. And this is something that I've noticed as I as I talk about men's issues with people, I get this look. Uh, well, first of all, when I bring up even the idea, the concept that men are struggling, and I don't mean it's culturally acceptable to discuss men's issues as if they are an addiction. Addictions are culturally acceptable that men struggle with addictions. That is the parking place that I have seen men parked into. Oh, yes, of course, men struggle with porn. Oh, yes, of course, men struggle with whatever it is, some kind of addiction. Like that's culturally acceptable. What I have discovered that's culturally unacceptable is that men could be emotionally broken, that we are emotionally spiritually and physically breaking men in this country by the way our culture is existing, by the way we are living our lives, the way we are shaping our culture or the way our culture is presently shaped. That, when I start talking, when I mention men's issues, when I talk about men's issues, I don't, I don't talk about addictions. I mean, I do vaguely, but I don't, in my mind, when I think of what is the real issue with men? Men who are addicted to porn or addicted to something else, those are symptoms. Those are coping mechanisms and they're terrible coping mechanisms, but but those aren't the real issues. And so I am trying to the best of my limited abilities to start bringing the real issues to the table for men. And, and that does include how our nation, our culture itself, is spiritually, emotionally, and physically breaking men, financially, those sort of things. That is, those are the real issues. The things that we see fruiting from that are symptoms. So it is not that a man is addicted to porn is the real issue. That is not the real issue. There is something that drove a man to that place. There is a brokenness that took a man to that place where he is trying to fill a void with something that will not fill that void. And in fact, make a bigger hole in him, a bigger void in him. Ultimately, that's the fruit it's going to bear in his life. And I wanted to make a, a, a rather brief episode here because I do need to stack some up. I'm, I'm exceedingly tired. And, and you men who are listening, you know this. When you go too hard for too long, you kind of get tired in your bones. And that, and that's where I'm at today. It is it is now Sunday and I have been going from work to doing stuff at the house, doing repairs and things like that. And, and it's kind of a sun up to sundown, long stretch. It went for about a month. And now I'm exceedingly tired. I'm, I thought maybe I would rejuvenate this weekend. I think I'm just as tired today on Sunday as I was Friday night when I collapsed pretty early in the evening. And did the same thing last night, and I'm still kind of just as tired. And, and this is just a tired that's going to take a little bit of sleep to get rid of and, and freeing my mind not to have to do a million things, which I do need to do today, but it involves things like my garden and stuff like that. 
that aren't burdensome, they're relaxing. So in discussions with people over the years, I notice that when I start talking about men's issues, men who are struggling with issues, well, every man struggles with issues. There is some some amount of emotional, spiritual, physical, financial breaking that has taken place in every man I've met. That is not a foreign subject to him. But what's really odd is their reticence to acknowledge it. It just as a culture, it's culturally unacceptable to uh, acknowledge that. And, and therein lies the beginning of the real issue. And and that's why I, I think God pushed me to start this podcast is because maybe this can go out to more men, which I'm guessing from the number of countries it's being downloaded in now, that men are connecting with what I'm saying. And it's not because this is some vast wealth of knowledge. It's just because I'm not afraid to talk about it. And and if you are a man struggling because you have a sense of emotional, spiritual, physical, or financial breaking, and or maybe a combination of multiples of those, I just want you to know that you're if if you're experiencing that, that's not imaginary. It's not invalid. I don't care what your culture tells you. It is if it's if it's happening, it's real. And a, and a, a culture's refusal to talk about it does not make it unreal. So this is the contrast I will notice in conversations, and I have over the past seven, eight, nine years, with just in general, because I talk to a lot of people. I can talk, I, if I mention that women are struggling or whatever, like instantly, like I get, I get, I can get everybody's attention because it's culturally acceptable for in a gynocentric culture, which we have in the United States, it is definitely a gynocentric culture. And it is absolutely acceptable to discuss how women are victims or how they're struggling. And and it, and it usually dovetails with degrading men and pinning the blame on them because we have this sort of thing where we don't, this sort of dichotomy, not even a dichotomy, it, it piggybacks where we don't talk about men's issues, but we burden them with a perpetual cycle of women's issues. And we lay the blame at their feet often so that we are further burdening an already breaking culture of men who ultimately this country is going to have to rely on for strength. I, and I'll, I will start talking about men's issues. And it surprises me, even the number of men who are reticent to acknowledge that men have issues. They look at me like I'm speaking a foreign language. And I'm like, but you who are reticent to acknowledge it are struggling with spiritual, physical, financial, or emotional breaking. Like in, I know for a fact in at least one of those areas that you are experiencing some severe brokenness. You're cracking under the load. And, but we're so culturally conditioned not to acknowledge that it's valid. And men have almost, based on what I see, men have been trained or conditioned to not see that as valid. That is not of importance. That is not valid. And I don't talk to a lot of women, but women seem su as surprised as anybody that men would actually have issues. And I think it's because we, we do this all or nothing mindset and we, it, I, in my opinion, it's how pe how we are manipulated as a people. 
And it's how people that don't have the best interests of our nation or perhaps any other nation, I don't know, I don't live in another nation, I live in the United States, but people that don't have the people's best interests at heart, if you want to manipulate them, you keep them in a state of fear at some level, and you and you you train them to have an all or nothing mindset, which is how you get a culture to go from one extreme to the next instead of searching for some kind of ground in the middle. And I don't see why, well, no, I see why. It's absolutely illogical to me. Just entertain this for a second, that it is perfectly okay to talk about women's issues. It is okay to speak publicly about women's issues. It is okay to talk about places that help women who are victims or suffering uh, women it's okay to talk about ministries that help women. It's okay to talk about resources that are there in place for women. But how often does the subject of resources, ministries, assistance for men who are suffering from being spiritually, physically, emotionally, or uh, whatever, I, I forget the four now, being broken there? I I know in in my circle, which is fairly extensive, that subject never comes up. It never comes up. But it's very real. It's there. I've been watching it. I have been dealing with the men who are struggling with this for the last at least eight years, solid. And I deal with it at work every day. So I'm not imagining this. It's just, but a failure to acknowledge it only leads us to more damage. And it keeps the pendulum swung. The pendulum has swung way out to where we are completely gynocentric. Like that is all okay. It's sort of like uh, like the bulk of, of people going to universities, getting college degrees. They're females, but, but we still high grade to lean the system toward getting more females into college. But where's the program that helps men who are, they're, they're not going. A lot of men are not going to college. The numbers are declining like rapidly. Like, where is the assistance for that? Where is the acknowledgement of that? Where is the, the validity in that? Where do you look at somebody? There is, it is wholly destructive to look at any person who is struggling. And we, we do this uh, accidentally sometimes because we haven't been taught to do better, is when somebody, like, we'll ask them, like, how are you doing today? Or uh, what are you struggling with? That sort of thing. Like, if it comes up in a subject, we tend a lot of times to be dismissive with that as if it's not valid. And if you've if you've ever dealt with a narcissist or that that narcissistic or borderline personality tendency, which is statistically running pretty rampant through the female population of our of our nation, uh, one of the greatest ways that they inflict damage upon especially males, but also females, younger females, is to reinforce in them that what they struggle with or their questions about life are invalid, especially in men. And it, it eventually that is what that is part of the gaslighting process. And it is what really turns a man's life into rubble. And they know this. And so if you repeatedly have somebody, all right, well, confide in me so I can tell you that what you just told me is invalid. Your concerns are invalid. Your fears are invalid. Your pain is invalid. That sort of thing. And I see this happening on a cultural scale 
And I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg. I don't know where it was actually birthed. But I do think it has been set upon the people and and it's being used to manipulate us as a culture so that we do not unite as a people. Because if I want to destroy a country, I want them afraid and I want the pendulum swinging to one extreme or the other. I want it parked in an extreme. And when it gets too far to one extreme, then you just convince the people that it needs to swing back to the opposite extreme. And again, now you're moving, you're, you're creating a, a continually divisive atmosphere. And if you can pit people, I've watched this with race, religion, with uh, gender, everything. And like I've said, this podcast is not anti-women. But my charge with this is to bring the issues of men forward, get them on the table, but to try to keep that pendulum from swinging to where it becomes entirely about men. Because it's not. It shouldn't be. It's not healthy to have it all about women or all about uh, men or have it all about children or all about senior citizens or all about black people or all about white people, or all about brown people, whatever it is. But if you if you can step back and look at how we are manipulated as a people, the people that... I'm not sure how to phrase this. I think you can probably see it if you look across a culture. If you'll step back and look, you can see how it's pounded. I don't have TV, so I don't watch TV. But I suspect it is just vomited out. It's it's vomit to people who partake in constant media BS. Like, unplug the stupid television, throw it out the window, get rid of it, whatever you need to do. But... But stop listening to the people who are helping swing the pendulum to extremes and definitely in, in politics. You know, and it, it, to me, it's so patently obvious to see it happening. And I do attribute that to being unplugged from television since 88. Like, I don't care what the talking heads have to say. I am capable of critical thinking and observing on my own, just as you are, as long as you're not pouring garbage in so you get garbage back out. You know, do your own thinking. You you do have, God gave you a mind. Use it. Use it for critical thinking. Use it to assess what are the observations I'm making and what are the conclusions based on the observation, even if I don't like what those are. That is my hypothesis. Now you can observe. Observe more deeply. Observe more closely. Start looking out over a broader area and say, do I see this pattern elsewhere? Well, that does buttress or it takes away from my hypothesis. So maybe from a small scale, it looks like something. As you broaden your scope and you start looking at a larger part of the culture, maybe other cultures, things like that, do I see this pattern continuing? If it doesn't, then you need to go back and reevaluate your hypothesis, your your thesis, um, your your hunch. Um, but when we can look and observe without being told what we're looking at and observing, how about for once the people of not just the U.S., but other cultures look at something and draw your own conclusions, but be willing to change based on the evidence and the observation. That is what science used to be. And I mean, even in science now, it's extreme. Like it, uh, there's no like, Everything is being pushed to extremes. And as long as we do that, we are going to be divided. My focus happens to be men and women, probably somewhere in that spectrum. But it's it's a hint of a larger scale of manipulation and division. 
and and that translates across uh, race or I don't know a bunch of uh, uh, financial standing, uh, social status, those sort of things. Like it's it's time for us to stop and make our own observations and unplug from the things we have to recognize the things that are trying to divide us. And and like since I'm not plugged into social media or television, I don't. I just I've made a choice. I am going to observe. I'm going to use my own mind. I know that I have good critical thinking skills, or at least decent. They're functional. I want to draw my own conclusions based on what I see. And what am I observing? What do the facts indicate? Not what somebody says the facts indicate, but what, with the mind that God gave me, do I see? And a lot of times, that it causes. I have to shift, and it, it, I kind of evolve in my mindset. So, you know, there there are subjects that you know that I talk about that are going to be viewed as anti-women. They're not anti-women. They're just observations, and they are based on observation and evidence. Well, we have to talk about those things because it means that something has gone skewed. I'm sure the th- same thing is valid with men, but that's not my that's not my turf right now. So I am trying to help stand back men back up and and deal with that physical, emotional, spiritual, and whatever I said, mental, I don't know. The the fracturing that is happening, we we just keep doing that. And if we don't make a conscious choice to go against the grain, to, you know, salmon swim upstream to lay eggs, that's a terrible analogy. But anyway, but there's nothing about the river that they swim up that says they should swim upstream except that they are thinking and doing it because that's what they they need to do. And if they don't, there will not be the next generation of those salmon. So so look at at this at the spectrum of what enters your life and be aware I I I seriously doubt a woman listens to this podcast, but when we see the pendulum swung into the gynocentric perspective and we discard or we rule as invalid the male side of the, what is impacting men's lives, it's very real. It's there. I observe it. I have been observing it for years. And I believe that we are, we are being manipulated six ways to Sunday. That's a U.S phrase. It just means that we're being manipulated in multiple ways. And I don't know where you're listening at. I don't know if the same is true where you live. But there is so much manipulation and deception going on that unless we unplug from it. So men, if you are listening to this and you are struggling emotionally, physically, spiritually, um, and I don't know why I'm drawing a blank except that I'm really tired, that is not invalid. And if you are you again observe if you try to uh not confess this if you divulge this to somebody and the what what they do with it is tell you that that those things you're struggling with are invalid that would put my radar on high alert because when somebody is trying to invalidate your pain your struggle whatever the purpose of that is to inflict more damage to you. It is gaslighting. And you need to be aware of that. Stop telling, stop confiding in that person. Because their their intent, 
whether, whether, well, I won't say their intent. What they are doing is they are damaging you farther, further to a greater degree. And you need to not do that. And that's why I say that men need the company of other men. They need a regular and meaningful connection to other men who bring a positive influence into their lives. You will not find most men gaslighting other men. You just won't do it. You won't find it because men will call each other out on stuff. And if and if a man mistreats another man, the likelihood of him getting called out on it is, is exceedingly high because that's how we deal with each other. And it's a transparency and an honesty that we tend to have in the when we know that we're having a private conversation or that we are having something, we don't tend to abuse each other. I mean, we, we, you know, battle or whatever. I don't want to say we talk smack back and forth, but, but that's not abusive. That's just being a guy. And in, in that we don't translate that as uh, derogatory to us. We translate it almost kind of complimentary. Like you even took the time to talk smack with me. Like that's kind of a compliment. So man, if you're out there and you're struggling, it's real. And I don't care who tells you that something is invalid. I mean, maybe you repeatedly make destructive choices in your life. Yes, that that eventually you are creating your own cycle. But I don't find that in most men. And that is an exception. And if you are just the kind of guy that's repeatedly making stupid choices um, and you are creating a destructive cycle in your own life, I wouldn't expect a lot of enduring sympathy from other men and you shouldn't get it because you're making stupid choices. So if you're just bearing the fruit of choices you repeatedly make in your life, if you keep slamming into a wall and you choose not to go through a door or find a different path around the wall by making different choices, most guys rightly so would say, you know, I'm I'm not investing my time in this because you're not changing your choices. But for the rest of you out there, what if you're struggling with something, if you're suicidal, if you are emotionally broken, if you have been financially stripped of your assets uh, from a gynocentric culture, if you are physically exhausted because maybe you're strapped with alimony and child support payments that exceed your income, which sounds unreal, but it happens, leaving men with almost nothing to live on. Um, that is an everyday practice in the United States. It is excessively abusive to men, and it, it makes them physically exhausted. That is valid. It's real. You're not crazy. And you need to find some other men around you and put them around you and and hammer this out. Get it out there. Um, but anyway, I'm going to drop off on this one. I just wanted to lay this one down real quick. And I hope that life finds you not being gaslighted. How's that one? Anyway, and I will catch you on the next one. <laughs>